We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All Hit Radio. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And good evening, one and all. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Now, you can always send us an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com, and all social media sites, TV, and our main website at www.exxonradio.com. The Exxon comes to you Monday through Friday right here on the Mutual Broadcast Network and the all-new IPBN Radio Network. Wow, this is truly a place where people dare to believe. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. And in this crazy world of ours that we see before us, my good heavens. And as I've said before, all our love and our thoughts are to the many people who are suffering today in Orlando at the hands of that stupid terrorist who had nothing better to do and should never have had his hand on any guns. But that's... That's another story. Exonation, my first guest tonight is Charles Lehman. And uh, Charles is with Chuck's Paranormal Adventures. His website is chucksghost.com. And Chuck, welcome to the Exxon. Thank you, Rob. I just want to say it's a a pleasure and an honor to be on with you tonight. And I'd also like to add my prayers and go out to the families of the Orlando victims as well. Yeah, it, it certainly is, Chuck. And you, you'd think by now that there would be checks and balances in place to avoid such catastrophes, but I guess we're dealing with with new and unforeseen events that law enforcement, the intelligence agencies, you know, they've got their hands full. But to the people of Orlando, the people of the LGBT community, not only in Orlando but around the world, you know, like. Everyone has their rights, and and no one should have their rights trampled upon by another person, whether it's a religious right, a philosophical right, or the right to love who you want to love. So anyway, to everyone, love, peace, and prayers. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Chuck. 
Okay. Um, well, I'm uh, 51 years old. I've been. Uh, I started investigating the paranormal in 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, I got started. My wife and I. We were big fans of the TV shows. And one day, uh, Ghost Adventures. That, that's actually where my name comes from. It's sort of a tribute to them because they got me started. Uh, Aaron uh, at um, uh, Wave. It was. Uh, Oh, I forget the name of the place. But anyhow, we issued a challenge to skeptics out there that said, listen, if you don't believe that this is real and mm-hmm. you think it's all phony, go out and do it yourself. So I got myself an audio recorder, a K2 meter, a digital thermometer, and my camera went to a local cemetery um, for an hour, yeah. walked around for about 15 minutes, and I said, yeah, this is, I feel like kind of like a fool doing this. But then that, <laughs> I got into it, and then... Um, I got home, I listened to my audio recorder, and I had six EVPs. So then I, I have to go back and do it again, and then again, and then, you know, here I am six years later, and uh, all I can say is, yeah, it's, uh, it's a crazy, crazy world out there, and you just never know what's going to happen. Tell me, what was it like hearing your first EVP? Uh it was very shocking because, uh, and actually the very first EVP, it sounded like a little boy's voice saying the name Anthony. And I was in a, a small cemetery. It dated back to Civil War times. Um, but I was the only person in the cemetery. It was about 6.30 in the evening, just around dusk. Right. Um, I certainly didn't hear any voices. And I was like, oh, my God. I said, there really is a voice here. There really is something to these TV shows. I mean, you know, that was six years ago. Granted, things are a bit more, you know, I'm sure you've seen the, everything is a demon and yeah. horrible evil. And, you know, I didn't get that sense at the time that it was, you know, evil. I was just amazed. And then so, you know, it's like, you know, you drop that hook in the water, the fish bites. And that was me. I'm the fish biting. So I had to keep going back and back again after the hook. <laughs> so, so to paraphrase, you were hooked once you, once you had your first EVP. Uh, how come, yes. do you, do you, would you rather work on your own compared versus working with a group? Um, when I started, I actually really had no choice because my work schedule mm-hmm. was kind of funky. Um, most teams work on weekends and my days off are during the middle of the week. Um, so what I would do is I would go to places, you know, cemeteries, uh, Monmouth Battlefield is only 20 minutes away, you know, the biggest uh, battle of the revolution right. in New Jersey. Um, and when my wife was at work and my daughter was at school, you know, I had some time to kill, so I'd go over to these places for a couple of hours. And it, the best thing about it was that there was no All contamination right, Chuck, from other people. Chuck, you and I have to take a break. Please stand by. So Nation, sure. Chuck Lehman is our guest, dot. Chexghost.com. We'll both be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. 
Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Welcome back, everyone. Chuck Lehman is our special guest, www.chucksghost.com. And uh, Chuck is the Chuck behind Chuck's Paranormal Adventures, and they're in the beautiful state of New Jersey. So tell me, Chuck, uh, you know, here you are, you go out on your own, not part of a group, uh, but your family goes with you, am I correct? Um, actually, no. Well, actually, for the first five and a half years, my wife, Andrea, who I have to give much credit for because she supports me a thousand percent, um, she was too afraid. My daughter was too afraid to go out. So um, it's been basically me. I mean, I have gone out with other mm-hmm. teams uh, in the field and worked with them, and I enjoy it. And sometimes I take groups out, people going out on their first investigations. Right. Um, but my, my wife didn't go out for the first time with me until uh, last Halloween when we did a, a local uh, cemetery, Old Tenet Church Cemetery. So what was it like for your wife after the first time that she went out with you? Is she hooked? Um, I, I wouldn't say she's hooked just yet. I'm slowly <laughs> reeling her into it. She's going to slap me after saying that. Um, but it was a daytime investigation because a lot of the, a lot of the local places, you know, they have curfew hours, sure. and obviously I don't want to trespass or do anything disrespectful like that. Um, but during the day, and there was about ten of us, uh, so she felt comfortable. Um, you know, we caught some EVPs and had some some good uh, uh, spirit box uh, evidence that day. Um, but for the most part, what I do is like when I'm doing my own evidence review, because like uh, you know I'm the, the solo person, so I have to do everything myself. Right. If I'm you know not sure about something, I'll have her come and listen to it, and usually she gives me a good perspective on what she hears versus what I hear. So Chuck, where has been the most haunted place that you have gone to do an investigation? Uh, w- without a doubt, it would be the old Washoe Club in uh, Virginia City, Nevada. Uh, Two years ago, we took a family vacation to Lake Tahoe, Mm -hmm. and it turned out Virginia City was only an hour away, so I looked up the the website for the location. They were featured on Ghost Adventures, Um, and they had a deal where, you know, you paid a fee, and you can come investigate for the whole night as a lockdown. So I said, if we're going to Lake Tahoe, I'm going to drive that hour to uh, Virginia City because it was on my bucket list. I I had to go there, and (laughs) for, for seven hours... I mean, when they say you're in a lockdown, I mean, you're literally in a lockdown because it it was off-season, so Virginia City during the middle of the week literally becomes a ghost town after the bars close at 8 o'clock. So I I was in mostly the pitch dark on on these three floors and uh, a a wine cellar that they used to store bodies in during the wintertime when they couldn't be buried because it was too cold outside to dig up the earth. Um, so I lasted until about 2.30 in the morning, which was 5.30 central time, and I was too tired to go on. But all night long, the, its doors are slamming and bangs, hmm. and that feeling chills around you, and it was constantly around me all night. So I, was one, I was waiting for a door to slam in my face, and I probably would have left for the evening a bit earlier than I did, but <laughs> it didn't happen, so I, I, I toughed it out. It was, that was a rough night for sure. <laughs> have you actually seen a spirit? Um, on t- 
two occasions, and, and I'm still not sure, there mm-hmm. was a, a, a home investigation I did with uh, a team greater, uh, it was Galloway Township Paranormal Society. They've since moved to Texas, and the greatest Texas paranormal now. And in the house investigation, me and this lady, Deborah, were up on the second floor in a bedroom that had activity. And we were sitting there, and not too much was going on. And then as I'm looking out of the corner of my eye, I see a white mist form on the side of the bed. And then it vanished, I mean, literally in two seconds. And I was like, and I said out loud, I said, oh, that was interesting. And then Deborah, who was off to my side, she goes, oh, I saw that too. And I thought, oh, I had a, cam- a static camcorder set up that maybe we caught it, but it was just off the field of the camcorder. Oh, but, yeah, but by having the camcorder up, though, we were able to debunk that it wasn't a passing car because it did cover a window. Right. So we watched the footage to see if, if any lights had come through the window shade because we would have picked that up easily. There was no such light. So um, that was one time. And uh, another time was at a place called the Marconi Hotel, uh, it was used by the Army back in the 40s, and we were up in an attic. Uh, the first time we were there on a spirit box, we had heard a cat meow, which I had never heard an animal come through a spirit box before, so that was really interesting. And then the next time we were there, out of the corner in my uh, corner of my eye, it looked like a white cat walking across the floor, and then I turned my head and it wasn't there. So I said, everybody start snapping photographs, because I just saw... I say a ghost cat, but we didn't capture anything when we start. Everybody started snapping photographs. How do you deal with people who go out on these ghost investigations and and see nothing, hear nothing, and yet there are other people on the investigation or in the location who are actually seeing and hearing things? How is this possible, in your opinion? I, I think it has. I think a lot of it has to do as to how open we are for seeing such things. Or it, or, and I think also maybe the character of the person. Um, I mean, I haven't seen it personally myself, but hearing from other people, you know, they can have a team or a group of people go out, and you have like two or three people who are jerks, and they're antagonizing, mm-hmm. and they're being disrespectful, and they don't get anything. And then meanwhile, in another part of the building, you have a couple of people that are nice, they're trying to use trigger objects, they're trying to be, you know, we want to be your friend, we want to help you if you need it, and then they get that type of interaction. That's, that's the type of interaction I get. So I, I, I think people who don't get interaction, and I would say more than once, but like sometimes you can go to a place and there's just no activity because the ghosts, you know, they, don't, they don't act on command, they don't come out and play when we call them to. Um, but I think if a person's constantly going out and they're not getting any action, I think it has to do more with that person than it does with the spirits of the location. Exonation, my guest this hour is uh, Chuck Lehman, and Chuck is the founder of Chuck's Paranormal Adventures. His website is chucksghost.com. Why do you think some spirits, some ghosts, stay behind Chuck and others go to the lighter wherever, wherever it is they go? Uh, that's a great question, and I actually have two parts for this one. Um, the first one that I'd, I'd researched when I first started, um, you know, hearing cries for help, and I said, what, what can I do to help a ghost? Because I feel bad that somebody's calling for help. Um, and a lot of websites had said it's, uh, you know, maybe they're afraid of eternal damnation, so they don't want to cross in the light out of fear of punishment. Uh, they're afraid of leaving family members behind, or in some cases, the death is so sudden, uh, the spirit doesn't even realize it's dead. And we've actually, uh, there was a case I was on, it was the Logan Inn, an old mm-hmm. inn in, uh, 
New Hope, Pennsylvania. I was there with Barefoot Paranormal, and we were in a room of, uh, there was a spirit named Emily Lutz. She was an o- owner that died, I think, in the 30s or 40s. And we caught an EVP from her, that, and it was really clear. It's, she said, I am not dead. So does she think that she's not dead, or does she realize she doesn't have a body, but mm-hmm. her, her mind continues, so she sees that as not being dead? Fascinating. So, yeah, so in that case, I think you know, sometimes that, that happens. But um, from doing what I call, I, I'm what's also called a gatekeeper, and I try to help uh, spirits cross into the light, and through uh, you know a lot of spiritual studies and stuff, I find that a lot, everything has got a vibration and a frequency. Right. You, me, everything, you know, rocks. Uh, the spirits have it. Now, the light is a high frequency, a high vibration, because that's love. I think love is the highest frequency, the highest vibration. Spirits that are still down here that can't find the light, I think they're so bogged down with negative emotions, anger, fear, resentment, jealousy, um, loneliness, and they drag themselves down with these low-frequency-inducing emotions, so they have trouble finding the the, uh, the light, so they stay here. And then, of course, it takes somebody like me or another gatekeeper to come along and try to convince them to shed themselves of these negative emotions, find the love within them that's there, and then they'll be able to find the light. What happens if they don't want to go? Uh, <laughs> um, not too much. Um, we've tried to. We've there's some places we've gone where we've tried to, uh, you know, convince spirits their time is here. But they, the attachment to the land or their house just might be so strong, or an attachment to a loved one is still behind. They know that they're supposed to go into the light, but they're fearful that I don't know, maybe they don't that they won't be able to come back again. So they'll so they'll stay here. Um, unfortunately, not everybody's ready to cross into the light. Uh, I, I wish we could get everybody to go, but you know, unfortunately, sometimes that doesn't happen. Why are bars so popular when it comes to the dead? Uh, that's an interesting question. I, thinking about the the West and the saloons, I, I could see that easily being because a lot of people spent a lot of time in the saloons and drinking and have having fun. Uh, I mean, if I was murdered in a saloon, I don't know if I'd want to stay there. I'd probably want to get out of there. But, uh, you know, that's a really good question. I've actually had people from New Jersey also tell me about, you know, local bars. At, um, I think there was one at a, at a VFW in particular, mm-hmm. and somebody died there. But, I don't know, maybe it's, they just like the location and they, they hang out there. The, par, the, the, bar, uh, the saloon or the bar was a fun place, a lot of stuff happening. So maybe that's a, a place they wanted to stay. They wanted to keep having fun in the afterlife. As a paranormal investigator, what do you hope to find? Um, for me, it's... I, any Every place is unique on its own. Uh, you know, anybody can go to locations and catch all different EVPs um, mm-hmm. or, you know, inter- equipment interaction, but not everything works in the, sa- in the same place. Like, I, I have tons of equipment, you know, a lot of stuff won't work in one location, but in a, in another it might. Right. It's just, I mean, there is a thrill to it of, like, I like to go to places that have never been investigated before, only because I, I want to see if there is actually activity there. Like, a lot of people can go to 
um, like I said, the old Washoe Club, sure. a lot of people go there, but or Gettysburg, for example. Mm-hmm. I go to Monmouth Battlefield because up until I started and uh, some friends of mine, Ian and Gabby, um, nobody had ever been there before, and it's like a, it's like a new spot. You're finding new new spirits to help out. That's one of the reasons I like to help people. I like to help the spirits cross over when I can. So. It's, a, it's kind of a mixed bag for me. All right, you and I have to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Please stand by. Chuck, Exo Nation, Chuck Lehman okay. is our special guest. Chuck's Paranormal Adventures. His website is www.chucksghosts.com. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Mutual Broadcast Network and the IPBN Radio Network. Send me your emails. I love getting them. No matter how tight your tinfoil hat is on your head, send me an email, exxon at com. I'll be back on the other side of the news as we continue here in the Exxon with yours truly, Rob McConnell, and my guest this hour, Chuck Lehman. Don't go away. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell, and you're listening to us on the Mutual Broadcast Network and the IPBN Radio Network. Hey, did you know that now, when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can actually still listen to the Exxon and my good friend Jeremy Scott's show that follows us here, Dark 30, every minute of the Mutual Broadcast Network day by calling 605-562-4204. That's courtesy of TalkStream Live. No smartphone app or internet is needed. It uh, saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Once again, call 605-562-4204 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. My guest this hour is Chuck Lehman and uh, Chuck's website is chucksghost.com and he is the Chuck behind Chuck's Paranormal Adventures and Chuck thanks very much for joining us great having you with us tonight oh it's a real pleasure to be here again thank you so much for inviting me I do appreciate it Chuck what is the what is the message that that Chuck Lehman from Chuck's Paranormal Adventure would love to get out to the listening audience of the X-Zone Nation when it comes to you know looking for proof Getting getting your getting your your EVPs dirty with with voices and what would you like to say about the paranormal itself? Uh, well, but, but the first thing I would say to the audience is anybody who's interested in doing it and you think you're going to be rich and famous, uh, you can throw that out the window right now because oh, I, I, I thought, guarantee you. Hmm. Go ahead. I, I was just going to say I thought you were talking about radio there for a second. <laughs> Uh, I believe me, I, I would love to have your job in a heartbeat, but you're, you're, you do such a great job. I believe me, I, I have no intention of trying to take it away from you. Um, but, uh, I find that there's a lot of, a lot of people out there because of the TV shows, mm-hmm. they, they want to form a group and become investigators. Um, the serious people will do it regardless, like, like me, you know, I'll do some house investigations. Mm-hmm. I'll, I do a lot of solo stuff. I like to go out with, uh, with other folks, other teams, sometimes. 
Um, but I already, I, I knew from day one that this was not going to be something I'm, you're going to make money in and be rich and famous. It's, you know, very, very few select people. Uh, I, I see a lot of teams, they start up thinking, you know, they spend $2,000 on equipment six months later when they haven't gotten any phone calls and no TV offers, and they haven't resorted to fudging evidence, which is a, a huge no-no. Um, they, the next thing is they're selling their equipment on eBay for a quarter of the price that they yeah. sold it for, and then they're in the in the dustbin of history. So, yeah, you're not going to get rich and famous. Uh, second, um, you really have to expect the unexpected out there. That's my personal motto because you, you have no idea where this road is going to lead you. Like I know we really haven't touched upon it, but. I'm not just a paranormal investigator. Through this, I ended up becoming a keeper crossing spirits over. Um, and for the past four years of my life, at, what, at least once a week, I have to sit down in my house when my wife and my daughter are, you know, work in school, and I have to help cross spirits cross into the light, ones that show up here at my house looking for my help. So um, you have to be careful what you wish for. It's, if... Uh, if you want to do it, that's great, but mm -hmm. you just have to realize whatever path the universe has for you, uh, you may not like where it's going to take you. So um, that's that would be uh, that would be my thing. And again, don't don't fake evidence because EVPs for any good EVP I can produce. Uh, there's a thousand teams that also have equally good evidence. Uh, if you can't get a good EVP or a good spirit box or some good evidence, you know, it's just it just may be you're just it's just it's not you're not meant to do paranormal investigating. You not be cut out for the for the field. What is this? What is what is this gatekeeper uh, position that you hold? Tell me more about this. Uh, I actually stumbled into this by accident, and it's a little story here. Um, I, through a, a long, a long chain of events, where, where again, there's no such thing as coincidence. I ended up getting scratched on an investigation, um, and I ended up. A, a psychic had told me that a female spirit was trying to form an attachment with me, mm -hmm. so I, I had to get all this stuff to get rid of this attachment before it formed. So I ended up going to a local spiritual store and ran into this lady named Amy, who six years later is now my spiritual slash Reiki slash uh, meditation teacher. Uh. So I run into her and I explained to her what happened and she says, oh, she's a gatekeeper. So I said, what's a gatekeeper? And she says, Oh, it's it's uh, you help cross spirits into the light, and I said, oh, because I get I get these spirits that show up at my house out of the blue, and she said, well, it's because you you've acknowledged trying to help them cross into the light. That's I mean that's basically what a gatekeeper is in a nutshell is you're trying to help spirits cross into the light. Little did I realize that by doing this, it sort of put a a ghost GPS on my back, so spirits that weren't even at investigations I've gone to. Like, I can go three or four months without an investigation, and spirits still show up here at the house looking for me because they're looking for help to cross into the light. How does that make you feel, that, that you have been chosen for such a significant reason and, and to help so many? Uh, at, at first, it was, very, it was very unnerving and very scary. Just a, a quick recap of my first three incidents. Um, 
a spirit one night I go to bed early because of my my work job and my mm-hmm. wife goes to bed later than I do so I'm I'm sleeping I wake up about an hour later it's about 9:30 and I see a, a form by the side of my bed that looks like my wife's grandfather and I and it, it disappears quick so I figure oh it's just the sand in my eyes from waking up and seeing things about a week later I see another figure standing by the side of my bed it's a female with curly hair and again it's it's a fleeting thing it's gone again i'm thinking oh i just woke up and i'm seeing things a week after that i wake up and my my eyes are open a good minute and i see and it's dark in the room and i see a, a male with a green shirt as clear as like you would be looking in your studio right now right form at the edge of my bed walk left to right and vanish into the blue and so i know i didn't just make that up out of the you know the sand in my eyes from waking up. Mm-hmm. So I freak out. I jump out of bed and I'm screaming, I'm yelling, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. Because if it's a demon, it's not going to let me see Jesus Christ. So, all right, it's not a demon, but my heart's pounding a mile a minute. And then the next time I see Amy, my my teacher, she tells me, well, yeah, because they're showing up to to see you now. And then she said, you got to set boundaries. And what's boundaries? Boundaries is just tell them that once a week you'll sit down and you'll help them to cross into the light, but in return, they're not supposed to wake you up while they're sleeping, don't bother the dogs, don't bother the wife, don't bother the daughter, don't play with the electronics in the house. One time when my wife was in the shower getting ready for work, uh, our water pick uh, turned on and sprayed water all over the bathroom, (laughs) so I I said, okay, uh, let's not do that anymore, please. I get in enough trouble for for that, so... (laughs) You know, as as if guys don't have enough a problem mm-hmm. with their wives just doing the things we do that we think are just guy things, and but to have spirits start playing with your with the with the water pick spraying your wife, like um, my goodness. Yeah, well, she was in the shower, so she didn't get sprayed, but she had to clean up the mess that left in the bathroom. And and, and for the skeptic out there that's thinking, oh, maybe the on-off switch was in a bad position because yeah. it was. It's a, it's a battery operated. The the switch is very rigid. You have to really flick it and to get it into an on position. There's no halfway where maybe some vibration might switch it over. It was, I, I completely debunked that. So uh, for the skeptics out there thinking that's not nonsense, um, it's not. Listen, the, we we touched briefly on the on the television shows. Do you find that these television yep. shows now with a, a is it me or are they adding a lot more sensationalism to to what they're doing. Oh, no, without, without a doubt, they are adding the sensationalism. Um, and it's not just, you know, you, me. There's so many people in yeah. the paranormal community I, I talk to or I see on social media who all, all, all say the same thing. Like, I love Ghost Adventures to Death. They got me started on, mm-hmm. uh, on my paranormal. My, my wife is going to kill Aaron the first time she sees him <laughs> because he got me into this. Uh, uh, um but, um, yeah, everything now is a, a demon and evil and super darkness. And, and that's a problem when you investigate a house, for example, because yeah. people have been watching, you know, they watch the Hollywood movies, they watch these ghost shows because things are happening in their house. And then now they're thinking, I've got a demon, Satan, Beelzebub is in the house. And, and in, in most cases, it's nothing more than a spirit that's just trying to get their attention. But, of course, when you see you know, a a TV turn on by itself, or maybe, you know, some little poltergeist activity, they freak out like they're going to be dragged into the gates of hell when (laughs) when it's just, look, it's a ghost saying, I know you can't hear me and you can't see me, but here I am, here I am. 
So, uh, yeah, I, I think that causes a lot of, a, a lot of problems. And, and also, um, with some of these new teams that come out mm-hmm. and they see these shows, they go in with the mindset that, oh, everything's a demon, so they scare homeowners and they say, oh, well, you definitely have demonic uh, property because you heard somebody knock on the wall, and then the, the homeowners freak out. But then somebody's got to go in. Isn't, isn't there the go possibility ahead. that they may be doing a lot of damage by by misidentifying what is actually going on and, and causing psychological trauma for the homeowners? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I have a friend from Canada. Uh, this was a couple of years ago. She said that she was called into mm-hmm. a case because one of these fly-by-night teams looking for you know evidence to get famous told you know a mother, and it was a single mother with three or four kids. Oh, heavens. Um, yeah, that they had demons in the house. Mm-hmm. And the mother freaked out and thought, you know, everything, the world's coming to an end. And then my friend, they went to go in with psychics. And they, you're right, there, there's a lot of psychological damage that's yeah. done. And then that's got to be undone besides trying to figure out what's causing problems in the house. But then there's still those lingering doubts. Like, I could go in and say, mm-hmm. it's not a demon. It's, it's just somebody who's here. Don't worry about it. Ignore them. You're fine. Um, but in the back of their head because somebody already suggested the word demon that that little speck of doubt still right. lingers back there and it's a problem so how do you deal with skepticism uh in my example in my case I, I really don't um if i have a skeptic come up and tell me and it happens from time to time like i, I don't believe in this mm-hmm. you know that's fine there's, there's the hardcore skeptic that unless scientists like real scientists like MIT or, you know, something like that can capture a, a ghost and there can be scientific findings, which is, you and me know, that's probably never going to happen in our lifetimes. Um, unless they can actually see the ghost and there's, uh, or, or, or a personal experience, um, they're not going to believe in it. A quick example, I've got a friend named Jeff who, who would always ridicule me on the ghost. He goes up to Vermont fishing with his uh, brother and some friends in a lake up there, and we're, we're, I'm hanging out with some friends in, the, in Bayonne, um, and then the next thing, Jeff is sending out a message on Facebook that by the shoreline where they were fishing, and a seven-foot Bigfoot walked out of the woods and passed them. Now, had I seen that, he would have said, oh, that's, just, that's complete nonsense. But now that he, he saw it with his own eyes, mm-hmm. um, you know, he, he's got a little bit more of an open mind right now. What is your take on the other aspects of the paranormal? For example, UFOs, Bigfoot, um, alien abductions, and, you know, Loch Ness Monster and everything else. Is there a connection between uh, investigating the, the spiritual side of the paranormal and the rest of the paranormal? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. I, I mean, if somebody called me tomorrow and said, hey, mm-hmm. Chuck, over at Mount Battlefield, uh, we have Bigfoot footprints, I'd be down there in two seconds with my camcorders sure. and, you know, trying to look into it. But um, I, I myself could never branch out into fields like that because I think every, every field with UFO, Bigfoot, uh, you know, Lake Monster, everything has got its own area of expertise. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I would love to go to Scotland and look for the Loch Ness Monster, or I'd love to go to Oregon and, and spend, you know, a couple of weeks in the woods looking sure. for a Bigfoot. But uh, I, I really think you have to have the mindset and the, uh, 
you know, equipment, knowledge for, you know, each individual thing, you know, mm-hmm. hiking and camping and outdoorsmanship for, you know, for the, for the woods. You got to know what you're dealing with out there. Um, so, I mean, for me personally, I'm just going to, I'm just going to stick to the spirits. I'm, I know my wife is listening right now. She's going, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my heavens. Uh, Exonation, my guest this hour is Chuck Lehman. He is the gentleman behind Chuck's Paranormal Adventures, and their website is chucksghosts.com. What is Chuck's Paranormal Adventures? Do you actually organize adventure tours, and away you go? Um, no, I, actually, like I said, it, it started off because I, when I started off doing the, the, the local cemeteries and doing EVPs, I would send emails out to people mm-hmm. about, oh, look what's going on. Then more and more people wanted to be added to the email list, and I'm like, well, this is going to be a pain in the neck. So I said, maybe I'll do a website. And then I figured, oh, well, what can I do for, you know, for a, a name? And then I always wanted to include something with Ghost Adventures sure. as a tribute to them for starting. So I said, all right, well, Chuck's Paranormal Adventures, that's good. It, it re- reflects me as a solo person. Um, I have actually tried to inquire with the Park Service about running tours at Monmouth Battlefield, to help raise money for the restoration of the farmhouses mm-hmm. that are on the property and still standing after all this time, and they always need a lot of money. But uh, the Park Service really doesn't want to get into the, you know, the, the paranormal aspect of it. They would rather just stick with, uh, you know, park stuff and, and the historical restoration. Um, but um, I, I do take out local groups, uh, the, the, the Reiki School I belong to, mm-hmm. uh, occasionally, um, about twice a year we get together and I take them out to different locations. Uh, next month in July, um, we're hoping to take a trip down to uh, Mount Holly, New Jersey, to investigate the Burlington County uh, Prison Museum. So, you know, I guess I enjoy taking people out, especially people who want to go out for their, you know, experience a paranormal event. Um, you know, a small group, maybe, you know, six to ten people. But I, I don't do anything, I don't do anything organized at this time. Although if somebody asked me to, um, I would definitely give it a lot of consideration. I would imagine that if the uh, Park Service was to say yes to you, that they would just be inundated with every every organization throughout the United States and every park, and it would be chaos for them. So please stand by, oh, Chuck. Sure. You and I have to take our final break for this hour. By the way, Exonation, okay. as I mentioned before, Jeremy Scott, my friend, who has Dark 30 on right after us. Tonight he's got uh, Rosemary uh, Eileen Guiley, or I'm sorry, Rosemary Ellen Guiley, and Darren Evans. They're going to be talking about the Zozo phenomenon. That's tonight on Dark 30 with Jeremy Scott right after the Exxon, right here on the Mutual Broadcast Network. I'll be back on the other side of this break with my guest for this hour, Chuck Lehman, as we continue and wrap up this hour talking about the paranormal and Chuck's Paranormal Adventures. Don't forget his website, chucksghosts.com. Don't go away. We'll be back after this short break. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Great news. 
For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Welcome back, Exxon Nation. Uh, when we come back from the news at the top of the hour, Eric Stearns will be joining me. We're going to be talking about uh, what happened in Orlando. We're also going to be talking about breaking news that Russian hackers hacked into the DNC computers and apparently took information about Donald Trump. What does this mean, or is this a very nasty conspiracy that is being perpetrated by the DNC to sh put the light of shame on Donald Trump? Something doesn't sit right with me on this one. We'll discuss it with Eric Stearns on the other side of the news. Chuck Lehman is our guest. He is the founder of Chuck's Paranormal Adventures. His website is chucksghost.com. First of all, Chuck, I want to thank you so much for joining us tonight. Great talking to you. Um, yes. What words of wisdom do you have for the listening audience? And let me let me ask you this. How can they know if they need someone to to come and help them investigate something that is strange or bizarre in their homes? How can they find mm -hmm. a reputable organization like yours in their own area? Um, there, there are a few directories online. Uh, I mean, really, the best thing to do would do a, you know, do a, a Google or Bing search for, you know, if you live in, you know, Hamilton, mm -hmm. do, you know, Paranormal Investigators Hamilton. Uh, you know, check the only way to live. Check, check the, um, definitely check the social media to see if they have social media site. Um, you know, bad investigators will certainly have a lot of bad comments left about them on it. Uh, see how long they've been around, you know, do they have a website, do they have YouTube videos, you know, see, see how much evidence and what, what they've done and do, you know, do some research. Don't just call the first team because they happen to live uh, five minutes away because, like, as we discussed and I'm sure you've heard before, you know, not, not every team is out there with the interest of, of the client in mind. They're more, mm. It's more of a self-serving thing. They're looking for a case because they think it's going to make them famous. They're looking for the smoking gun that'll get them to Hollywood. Correct. <laughs> you know, I've got some bad news for them. They're not going to find it. Nope. Nope. I, like I said, I learned that right away. And if, yeah. if people don't believe it, if they think they're going to get there, go on eBay and find all that equipment being sold dirt cheap. <laughs> <laughs> um, has anybody ever looked at paranormal investigations through the eyes of spirits? Like, at times, are they being disrespected? Oh sure. Again, and that comes from a, from a less reputable team. Uh, you know, they go. You go into a look at like a hospital. You know, let's say or a sanatorium where people were ill. Right. Uh, you know, back in the day, the people were treated badly. Why? Why would somebody go in there and start demanding spirits? You know, light up my K two meter or, or set off my REM pod. It, it doesn't. These people are still even after death. They are still human beings with the same emotions they had when they were alive. Very now, the, true. the only time I. I the only time I would say, I wouldn't say be disrespectful, but be firm and tough, again, would be a prison investigation where you're dealing with murderers mm -hmm. and hardcore people and you don't want to appear weak. 
but I wouldn't say go in there and start acting like you know a badass because uh, as some people probably have learned over the years, it doesn't matter how many muscles you have, you you can swing your fist, but that's not going to hurt the ghost. <laughs> that is very true. That is very true. We've got about a minute left. Uh, what would you suggest people do who want to pursue a a a career or even a hobby or even investigate the possibility of becoming a paranormal investigator? Uh, well, I, I would definitely recommend joining a team. Uh, I do a solo thing, but I, I'm aware of the risk. Uh, mm. You know, it, I, it, a lot of people frown upon it within their own teams. Uh, you know, they don't want to send investigators either in their own. Try to find a local team to hook up with, or if you're even if you go out and uh, do your own, do a lot of research like I did first. I didn't just grab stuff and go out there. I spent months researching other teams, reading books, and getting some general information. Hey and Chuck, sure when you go out on your first investigation, tell the spirits they have no permission to come home with you. Chuck, we've got to say so long for tonight. I want to thank you so much for joining us, Exo Nation, my guest this hour has been Chuck Lehman. And uh, to find out more information about Chuck, visit his website at www.chucksghost.com. I'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue. Don't go away. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details.